everybody. Thanks for coming to another episode of My Angular Story. Today, we've got your host, Aaron Frost. And with me, we've got Tomas. Uh, Tomas, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody? Of course. Hi, my name is Tomas Trajan, but Tomas is also okay, like international version, of course. And yeah, I'm a Google developer expert for Angular. Besides that, yeah, I'm working like as a consultant in Switzerland, writing blog posts about Angular since like almost five years working in open source, like libraries, building like some side projects, getting slowly into like doing workshops and stuff. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So, if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. So what have you been doing lately in the Angular community? Anything cool? Uh, in the Angular community, like I just re- uh, released a small library which is very related to the Angular elements. So it's called like Angular Extension Elements, which is basically like a library which enables you to lazy load Angular elements with ease. So it's in the end, it boils down to like one directive and a service registry behind the scenes, just not duplicated. But uh, yeah, it's that's something which I was just introducing like to a, a customer, enterprise customer. So I yeah, that's like the newest thing. Yeah, I just released it like last week. Cool. Um, that's fun. How long have you been consulting? Uh, consulting, it's not that long. Actually, maybe like three years, last three years, I would say. Before that, I was just like an employee. Yeah. Just an employee. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, a lot of us, a lot of us are stuck in just employee land. Um, that's true. I, but I guess like it's it's a bit different in the U.S. compared, like, let's say, to Europe. But yeah, I see. Yeah, I recently uh, got out of employee land and got to go to consulting, and it is a lot of fun. No, I would say so. No, like you have also good impressions, right? Yeah, I have. It's a lot easier to say. I don't want to come to the office. I'm going to stay home. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, it's just, it's just a bit easier. So I would like, say that flexibility is definitely like one of the, the biggest things. Or let's say even stuff like, like, like vacation or something like it's, it's just, just, let's say it's much more flexible. Yeah. So um, one thing about you that, that I didn't know is that me and you uh, were both dropouts. We're both, we dropped out of college, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, you, why'd you drop out? So the thing is like, I'm originally from Slovakia and they're like the standard part is like, okay, you go to high school and then you try to like go to university. So I tried to follow that standard path. So after finishing high school, basically I went to technical university and then like I really tried my best but then again like there was also like at that years like a lot of partying and stuff so I kind of made it through the first year. Did but you then, say part- partying? 
a little bit, yeah, yeah. a little okay, bit. Yeah, yeah. Here and there, you know, you know, you know. But like, I, I could make it through the first year, but then in the beginning of the second year, we, we got this like subject called like functional programming. And I remember to this day, I like went to the class, and there was guy who was explaining, which I didn't know what it was at back at that time, but now I know it was Haskell. And I saw this, and it was just going like so fast that I saw like some weird characters like on the blackboard, like he was doing it like with the chalk on the blackboard. And it was like, this is this and this is that, and like uh, Monad and this and that. And like, of course, and we move fast and like follow me on your, on your notebooks. I was like, oh, I, I quit, I quit. Man, like really, I stood up, I walked out and I never came back, <laughs> like, like really oh. like big. So that was, um, I mean, I still like on paper, I still stayed student for a year. So I got like the student benefits, like cheaper travel, but I, okay. I, I just didn't go to school anymore because I was like, okay, I cannot really do this. I just, I just, yeah, can't. yeah. I was, I was similar. I, uh, well, not similar. It sounds like you went to a good college. I went to not a good college. A uh, good and college, so- you know, like, like, yeah, Eastern Europe, Slovakia, like, like second city, whatever, like almost at the borders of Ukraine. Good for that place, let's say. Let's put it that way. So I just went to the community college, and uh, I remember, I remember, I wasn't very good, but some of my teachers were like at, during class as they're teaching, they were like, "Huh, I didn't know that." Like, <laughs> oh, but that's, like that's... They, <laughs> they were like learning from the textbook, like they hadn't even read. I was like. Yeah, I see. Oh, we did that last week. What do you mean you didn't know that? Like, that was last <laughs> You're supposed week. to teach us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I just got to a point where in 2000, 2009, I, I stumbled across Stack Overflow. Dude, I was done. That was it. That was the end. Uh, <laughs> once I could answer my own questions, well, once I had a network of people to answer questions and help me, I could learn more in one night than an entire semester. And I, and I, one night I was doing a side project and, and I woke up the next morning. I was like, dude, I just learned more in, in one night than the whole semester. That's very true. That's very true. Like if you are really motivated and you, and you are empowered by like the source of knowledge, whatever it is, if it's a friend or if it's like a website or whatever it is, and if you are really motivated because you want to get something done like that, you cannot compare that to like some, second grade or third grade like public education like totally yeah i mean like i'm also in the end like i'm self-learned because i dropped out i mean i i went back eventually after like as external student just to like finish like the the, to get the title but like i didn't really learn programming at school like it was just purely like i had this one great friend who was already like very capable like well at that time right like as a junior whatever but he could he could show me like okay like this is java and you have a class and you could do stuff and like here is some frameworks like oh what's framework like wow okay like there's this stuff which is ready you can just combine these things like okay like i can actually get some stuff done that was yeah and then maybe you know like you make a website for a friend or whatever like some something small and then it's like like this real motivation that you get stuff done and it's not just like this purely theoretical exercise which is like not used anywhere just to make it and throw away so yeah yeah i remember uh i remember when they taught us a egyptian Egyptian fraction. Okay. <laughs> Egyptian fractions or something like that. It was like, it was some, it was some uh, computer science algorithm. And I was like, Oh, 
Uh, at, at least you got to that. Like that's that's yeah. kind of nice. I was like, all right, well, uh, uh, like I feel I feel like I pontificated and I felt like I don't know, I just felt weird like that we had even done that. And then my teachers were like learning alongside of me, which I thought was a little suspect. Like I expected them to know anyway. So I was like, eh, I'm out. And I never looked back. I had a lot of fun. Never and it turned out so good in the end, right? So like, you never know. You really never know. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of like some of the better programmers, I mean, certainly I'm not, this is a generalization, which is they're never true, but I'll just say, I know some really good programmers who didn't come from computer science, right? Yeah. And they have degrees in other things or they're like you, they don't have a degree. Well, they're like me, they don't have a degree. You actually got a degree. I, didn't, I never got it. Yeah, so. but this degree is really like like the thinnest degree you can imagine. It's just like, okay, on paper. So like, okay, I, I have a master's degree, but like, you know, it's, it was just like a formality, but it's not like it, it taught me how to do these things. So yeah. No, it's cool. That's still cool though. Yeah. And, and when you say like these different, like that they have de- degrees of something else or so. Yeah, like English. Exactly, exactly. Just completely something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something totally different. So. But the truth is like, I had, when I like look back, then I thought a couple of times already in my life that it, it would have been beneficial if I went like to a proper school and plus I was capable at that time and like really got like this this good basis like of the algorithms and data structures because like already like it's not that often because most of the time I just like do features or like some architecture but there were some times when it would have been beneficial to be like more fluent in this kind of thing so like definitely if somebody has like a opportunity and capability to do it then it's always anything you can learn is is great to know <laughs> let's put it that way yeah yeah I agree 100 percent hundred percent agree. Um, so, uh, let's talk a little, a little bit, another, something interesting about you. So you started freelancing and, uh, did you just go like door to door and sell websites for like $200 a website? Like how yeah. did you, how did you get in? Yeah. So that was like when I, when I dropped out of school, I, I basically start working in like some very small design agency or like advertisement agency was basically my boss and me. So I was like a graphic designer and the printer and the delivery boy and like everything you can imagine. I was basically everything. He was boss. I was everything. So like from business cards to posters and then like it slowly started like, okay, let's do like a simple website. Like, okay, let's Let's learn a bit of HTML. So like paint the picture and just put it into tables or something. Okay, we can sell a website. So that's cool. And I was there maybe like one year. And after that, I was like, okay, like this boss is actually not really paying me. He's like three months behind on the salary. So really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. So maybe maybe I can just you know do it myself. Maybe I get at least at least get some money like compared to like you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, yeah, I was like school dropout, so it's all like yeah, whatever. Like he was also not like doing that great, of course, because if he had money, he could have paid. So I was like, okay, this is not really going anywhere. So I'm like I'm working, I'm not getting paid. So maybe I can just like try my luck, right? So and then basically, really, I. I started like like walking around my city and like I saw okay there is a restaurant so like hello can I speak to manager like uh, I saw you don't have website look I can do something for you and some some said yes some said yes so wow man um that reminds me of two things one when I was a kid I went door to door and sold people religion 
Okay. I, <laughs> I, wish, I wish I would have been selling websites, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, one of my one of my biggest heroes in like my career, his name is Paul Navasard. We call him PNAV. And okay. uh, PNAV did the same thing as a teenager. Like in the summer, he would just go to the mall. This is back in like 1994 or whatever, right? He'd just go to the mall and like go store to store and he'd sell on the website with HTML and CSS for $300. Well, I don't even know, maybe not CSS. I don't even know if cascading style sheets were existed. I think it was just like- It was really back in the day, yeah. Styles, yeah. yeah. It was just yeah. like HTML with inline styling. I don't even know, so- um, Foam stack and stuff like this, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, that's funny that you do the same thing because uh, literally one of my heroes did the Fun. exact same things, yeah, yeah. About 10 months before we started Ruby Rogues, which is the oldest podcast on devchat.tv, I went freelance. And one of the things that I figured out pretty fast is that I had no idea what I was doing. And I made a bunch of mistakes, but I also made a bunch of friends who were doing freelance. And we got together and we started a podcast called The Freelancer Show. And The Freelancer Show has been running about as long as JavaScript Jabber. But we talk every week about all of the things that we were learning and doing in freelancing and giving people advice on how to get their business started so that they could go out and be independent if that's what they wanted. Nowadays, I'm not on the show anymore, but we have terrific people like Ruben Lerner and Eric Dietrich that come on every week and talk to you about how they run their businesses and give other perspectives on things that you can do. So whether it's how to find clients or whether it's how to step in and start doing training or other programs or how to run a business, they have a ton of experience and they talk about all kinds of things that are gonna help you pull things together and be successful as a freelancer. So whether you're thinking about moonlighting and trying it out, or whether you're going whole hog and quitting your job, you should definitely check out The Freelancer Show. And you can find that at freelancershow.com. Man, now that we are speaking about this, I, I remember one thing like which I, I didn't mention, but like as I was doing this, and it was in Slovakia, you know, so we didn't really have this concept like, like of copyrights, let's say, right? So it's like there was this abstract thing which maybe works like in the world, but not in my country. So it was, it was like, a co it was a common knowledge that like, yeah, if it's on internet, you know, you just like download it and you just use it and that's okay, right? Copy paste, who cares, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then like one day, like one of my customers from here, for whom I did the website, he like wrote me. So we got this letter from like this and that and we have to pay them like, $10,000 like because like you, we infringed on the rights and we used like three of their pictures or something like this. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, like now it makes sense, of course, like, but looking yeah. back, like in that context, when I was like young and in Slovakia, like there was all like started, I was like, okay, so I made like, I made like $200 on it and I'm supposed to pay like 10,000, like for a yeah. picture, which is like, to literally 200 times 100 pixels. I was like, oh my God, so do I go to like forest and hang myself or what do I do? Like, I don't know. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was pretty crazy. <laughs> I was, I was pretty crazy. And like, luckily, basically, that was like more like this kind of a scheme where they like send letters to everyone. Like they have like these bolts and so on and so on. And they basically just like, wait if somebody pays or not and just like threaten them with the lawsuit, but actually nothing happens. And then, after two years, basically, if they don't take action, they cannot do anything anymore, right? Because it's like this this period, and then it's it's kind of like done. But that was like uh, also very stressful time, let's say. When yeah. I when I when I thought like, okay, okay, I don't do websites anymore. This is too crazy. So let's just do like let's let's do other stuff. <laughs> wow, that's cool. 
Yeah. Oh, I love those stories, man. These these stories are my favorite parts about the Myangular story. Um, yeah, sometimes the road can be like with so many twists and turns until you get to something like which is like stable and real. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely the case. I mean, yes. So, um, so I have I have five kids, yo. Oh wow. Congratulations, crazy, man. Right? Congratulations, yeah. man. That's epic. That's epic. Yeah, I hope it's... I will have five one day too. <laughs> so for everyone who's not on who can't see him, his eyes were like, wow. Like uh, sure, sure. A lot of kids, yo. Yo, but that's great. That's and what great. it means is I'm pretty I'm pretty static. Uh I, I mean, see. I'm pretty I'm pretty tied to this group of five best friends I have, right? I see. I don't get I don't get to just like take off and do my own thing. So there's another thing about you though that's like the opposite of me that I think is very interesting. You you spent a year just kind of like nomad style. Yeah. Traveling around, you know, hanging your hat at a different house every once in a while, doing okay. blogs or whatever. Tell me about your your digital nomad experience. Okay, so this was so we we now like are kind of fast forward because like as we we stopped somewhere in Slovakia doing websites. So just yeah. like long story short, basically eventually I started doing like uh, more real programming like in, for real companies. Like learned some Java, got into Angular JS, and then through that I like kind of got uh, some offers from Switzerland. Moved to Switzerland, which like if you know a bit Europe, then that's basically you do the same, but you get kind of like ten times more or something like this. So I how far is it, how far is Italy? from switzerland or so, sorry slovakia how far is slovakia from uh, switzerland? it's only like thousand kilometers okay so and even it's actually even less because like a thousand is like from my hometown which is on the east side so like from bratislava or something it's maybe like six seven hundred so it's it's okay. so close but like the life is like diametrically different so it's totally different yeah it's totally different it's like eastern versus western europe but what so. about like is the food the same or is it totally different food and everything no, food is similar. It's just okay. much better quality, let's say, in here. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, so, so I, I came here and uh, I could basically save up some money to to be able to do this like nomading. And then basically uh, went uh, with my girlfriend for a year of travel without much planning, just like basically always need to know like one country ahead because you need to have like a flight ticket away to get the visa to enter. And it was most like in uh, Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. So like Cambodia, uh, Philippines, uh, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia and stuff like this. Yeah, and, and it was it was cool. Like mostly we're staying like in uh, in hostels and like Airbnbs, and depends. Like in Asia, you let's say in Australia it's expensive, so you have to cook like every day and wash the dishes in hostels. In Asia, it's easier because like much cheaper. Like you can eat like like everybody eats like street food and stuff like this. And of course, like there was a, like a lot of exploring, like going to beach and stuff. But like when you are so long time away of doing something productive, then you kind of like get this like itchy feeling that actually I need to create something. I need to like write something. I need to like, like just create, like just not just like, you know, like if you go to the 50th beaches, like it's nice, but yeah, you feel like you want to like also like create and provide or like, like give, or I don't know, like it's part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also when you have this like more time off, like you get more like of this, like this routine and maybe you get like other ideas. So for example, at the time I saw like many people were, putting like uh, when they, whenever there was like a release of angular or react or something then many people were like taking screenshot of the change log and like like tweeting about it and i was like 
hmm, this, this looks like something which you can automate, like that would be something cool to automate, like they are doing it manually. So, and then basically like somewhere in a, in a, in how is it, like a, like a trailer, kind of like a trailer park in a, in a, in the New Zealand, I started like working on a, on the release Butler, which is like this Twitter bot, which automates exactly this. So there was like, wow. last day on the Southern Island, there was like this weird Airbnb where we were like crashing on in the garden of some kind of weirdish family in a trailer. <laughs> and I was like coding away, coding away. Okay, let's do the, like get the, the release tags from GitHub and let's, okay, how do I connect to Twitter to, uh, how can I like tweet and, you know, like stuff like this. And, and in the end, like it was polished. And then actually one last thing I remember when it was almost done, then we were like in a, in Auckland, in New Zealand, and there was like a public library and that was great because you could hang out there for free and they had like free internet, unlimited, and it's kind of like silent and you get like a chair and stuff. So that was very cool. And suddenly there was like this weird guy and he just like started screaming and like throwing around like the, 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 the armchairs and stuff. It's like, like what? yeah, there was like this guy who was like, I don't know, maybe like, probably has like some mental issues of course but like he went to public library and they was like chatting with some girl and then the staff came like to tell him man like you are too loud this is library please i was like no like will not limit me it's like he picked up like this armchair or something like this kind of lightweight thrown at the wall and like ah that was that was um, he's like goes schwarzenegger on him total total berserk Get to the library. <laughs> Get to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Read books <No>. in Nubia. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a fun story. Those those stories are fun. Yeah. So, all right. Um, a lot of us, when we learned Angular, we tripped up and we stumbled and we had a hard time. What were what were some of the hard time hard things you had to deal with or like? that you are dealing with what what's some of the harder things you dealt, you battled with so the most recent for me was basically when with angular 2 or just angular of course but when at that time when it was introduced was angular 2 it yeah. was introducing basically this whole concept of observables and reactive programming and rxjs and i have to admit it took me quite some time to like get comfortable yeah really- so so like if people if people are listening and they're like, man, I'm having a hard time with observables. Don't feel bad. Like, no, hundred percent. It takes really a lot hard. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes time to develop like intuition, like what you should do in which situation. I remember I was like Googling the same operator like for the 30th time. And yeah. I, mean, I still do. I still do. Like I'm, I'm always going to this rxjs.dev documentation, which is actually amazing. I really love it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Always searching for operators. They have this like cool like guide where you can click through like, okay, I have this and I need to do that and whatever. It really took a lot of time like to, to get like comfortable with these kind of things. Now, of course, I, I built some intuition. It's like almost three years, but this is also one thing which is actually, now if I think about it, it's easy to forget because now I understand it. But if I now look back because of this question, then I really can understand that like some developers who are just like starting with this now in enterprise, it just takes time. It's, just, it's different and it takes time. There is no way around it. Yeah, there is no way around it. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, that was, you know, if, if someone asked me that question, I would have said the same thing. Mm. Uh, TypeScript, because I had done Java and C Sharp, TypeScript, I loved. I that was the same, same. I loved TypeScript more than I like. I liked the types from TypeScript more than I've ever liked types because 
I don't actually have to, like TypeScript is like, Hey, just use an interface. Don't actually make a class. And I'm like, Oh dude, I love interfaces over classes. So, like TypeScript was easy. Um, Angular was a better approach than Angular JS. I liked Angular. I mean, what she said that like, if you have experience like with backend language, uh, for me the same, like I started with Java, so then I used Spring Framework, so they were like, oh, dependency injection, finally, like I can do it yeah. like nicely with the interfaces, like that's all like, if you have like this backend experience, they're like, yes, this makes sense, we know this is great since like many years, so yeah. this is all like kind of common, but this reactive stuff, that was not so common. Yeah, no, not so much, and I'd heard, I'd heard the React community talk about like unidirectional data flow and being reactive, but it wasn't a thing that I thought I needed to know. But then once I started, oh man, it was hard, bro. I, 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 I did, I struggled, I struggled. So um, now I, I actually, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about because. Yeah, I know the conference, right? The, the RxJS yeah. uh, Vegas. Was yeah. it already or is it just coming or? Uh... Yeah, we're like three weeks away. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll, it'll be close. Ah, um, cool, cool, very cool. Yeah, I love talking about RX just because two things. One, it was difficult for me. I like like you explained how hard it was. Yeah, I, I felt the exact same thing. But two, once I got it, man, it was like the best thing ever. Like like the favorite it's my favorite technology I've learned in the last decade. Like it's just so powerful. I can write half as much code and have twice as better performance. Like it's crazy. Um it's so powerful. Like the team, Ben and, and, and OJ and, and John Nicholas and Mike Ladke and, 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 and Nicholas James, like everybody, they're doing such good work, you know? And so I love, I love RxJS a lot. Definitely, definitely. Actually, like today I was exactly discussing these kind of things like with my colleagues, like at, at the company that uh, like, like that just, just this, that, when you when you call a function, all the function calls are kind of like in isolation. So it's very hard or like you have to like write a lot around it to handle them together. But with the streams, this is automatic. You can you can handle them together. So you can like debounce them, you can buffer them, all these kind of things you kind of get for free, which would be very annoying to do like in imperative way with some like crazy state around and stuff like this. And and it's just so useful in so many situations when you're like starts looking into it that that's like uh yeah priceless yeah i agree over the last many years we've had a ton of terrific people on javascript jabber and one thing that i realized over the last few years was that we were missing out on some of the real story there so we would talk about the topic that they were experts in and help you keep up on what's going on in the javascript community but i felt like we had these terrific people on there and we didn't really talk about who they were so I pulled together a show called My JavaScript Story. And what we do is we interview the people that we've had on JavaScript Jabber or people just from the community. Maybe we'll have you on sometime. And we talk about how they got into programming, how they got into JavaScript, what they're working on, what they're well known for, and how they've developed their career. And some of the people are extremely well known and come from really interesting backgrounds. So if you're curious about how your JavaScript heroes got into JavaScript, then go check out My JavaScript Story. You can find it at myjsstory.com. Well, that's good. Um, so besides RxJS, I'm guessing that you'll say RxJS. So besides Rx, what's like your favorite thing about working with Angular? Uh, from my perspective, which is like mostly focusing like on bigger software, like for enterprises with uh, many teams and many developers is that it's like so standardized. Yeah. 
Yes. So it's like it's it's always you kind of can follow like the same patterns which are like communicated very well, and then it's like very easy to even come to a new project and you you know your way around like very fast. Yeah. Yep. So this is very important. And like also, as again, like if you have like some startup with three people, it doesn't matter. You can make everything custom. Yeah. But there are like big organizations with like tens of teams and hundreds of people. And then it would just not work if it was like everybody does something like totally, totally different. Like, yeah. so that this ability to just come to some new customer or like to some new team or to some new project and be effective basically almost from the day one. Because very powerful. Yeah, so this is for me like uh, like the standardization is like a great feature. And I mean, of course, it's not the best fit for every kind of project. Of course not. Like if I'm doing some small blog or whatever, static marketing website, then probably not Angular. But, but there is like if I need to create large applications with many features, many screens, many forms, then like I need to be productive and I don't want to like spend time like like the digging into details and making these choices over and over and over again. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so we're kind of run up against time. So, uh, is there anything else you want to share with the community? Any other, like, yeah. So uh, anything else you want to share with them or, or anything I forgot to talk about? No, no, sure. Sure. Yeah. So maybe like if there are like some people, let's say from Europe or like even from Switzerland listening to this podcast and, I'm actually a co-organizer of Angular Zurich, uh, Zurich Meetup. Mm. So check us out on the Meetup. Come visit us. We are a community, open community of people like learning and sharing about Angular. We are meeting like every month. Angular Zurich. Yeah, Angular Zurich, exactly. Together like with uh, John Kunz and Carlos Morales. So that would be something very cool if you if you are like from the region to check it out. And besides that, like, yeah, if you're just starting with Angular and like want to see like some real life project, like with some examples of good patterns, I created Angular NGRX Material Starter. So you can find on my GitHub, Thomas Tryan. So that's something which can, you sh can show you like how to use like Angular together with Angular Material, custom teams, NGRX, stuff like this. So this can be like useful for if you are just starting. And it has already more than 35 contributors or something. So also like people are contributing stuff, adding features, fixing stuff. Also some people then like ping me like that they built something with it. So it's, it's pretty cool. So this can be like of use to, to some of you who are just starting can be interesting. Yeah. Uh, NGRX is another one of those things, right? Right. It can be difficult. So that's good. That's good that you built that. Thanks for, thanks for taking care of the community. Um, yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to the segment where we do picks. Have you ever, have you ever listened to the podcast? You know what the picks are? I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do my picks first. Of course. So I have two picks and I don't really know how to say my first one. Cause I don't, I don't want to come off as being mean, but anyone who's helping their users get off of internet Explorer, I love. So I, I pick, I pick those people yesterday. I, uh, I, 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 I chased down an error from Internet Explorer that took all day long for one line of code. And um, Internet Explorer was like, hey, there's an error. And I'm like, all right, what line number? It's like, no, 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 no. Just Un unknown function. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean unknown function? Like, where's the error? Like, what's the stack, Jason? Unknown. What? So we just have to like, Dude, it's like 
you just have to change all the rules of programming when you go to I.O. It, it'd be like going to a bunch of soccer players and, like, being like, all right, and you just change all the rules and make them play basketball. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just totally different. And so anyone who's healthily and happily, not rudely, but very healthily helping people move off. I it's for the good thing. In the end, it's for the good thing. Yeah, Let's is. be real. It's, yeah. it's for the better of the user, too. So, um, And then my second pick, I'm going to call it the game. So it's called the game, Thomas. Uh, so when I, when I drive around in the car with my kids, there's a lot of games you can play in the car. One of them is called Slugbug, okay? Slugbug, okay. Yeah, like if you see a Volkswagen Beetle, yeah. you say Slugbug and then the color. So like you see a yellow one, you say Slugbug yellow, and then I get a point. Okay. And if you see one and you say, whoever says it first gets a point, right? I so that's see. one game. So my kids have created this game that's it's, it's insanely hard. Okay. And whoever gets the most points wins. But it's, it's, dude, okay, listen to this. If you see a green car, but it has to be like bright green, you say greeny meeny. That's one point. Mm-hmm. Yellow cars, you say yellow mellow. That's another point. If the license plate is from another state, you, you say the name of the state and then you get a point. If it's from another country, you say the country and you get two points. If it's a, if it's a personalized license plate, like has their name on the license plate, you read it, you get another point. If it's a Tesla, you get a point. You can say Tesla, you get a point on Tesla's like, dude, there's like seven rules in this game. And, and as you drive around, like, man, it, I have like PTSD from playing this game because I'm like, you're like so focused. You know what I'm saying? And my kids are like little, little snipers. They see it all, man. They see everything. It's crazy. So That's I'm, crazy. I'm going to pick the game. Okay. That's what I'm going to call it, the game. Man, like when you were speaking about this, like, like your kids are Swiss or something because that's like what Swiss do. They have like these random card games. With, yeah. like, it's, it's like one game. It's always like the higher card wins, but like they have like one game is like 11 variation of that game with like like random rules, like 20 random rules per one game. And they love it. They love it so much. I can't remember this stuff. Like, yeah. It's like higher t- takes. It's like it's the primitive game, like higher card takes. But what is the higher card? Let's get yeah, yeah. 100 random rules. What is the higher card? Like, exactly. oh, my God. oh, my God. It's something like this. So those are my two picks. Uh, people who help. Get people off I-11 and the, the game. Cool. So then I will proceed with mine. So yeah. I don't know how recent it is, but I really have to say that I am very huge fan and I'm very happy about the new NGRX 8 simplified or shortened syntax. Yeah. So much less boilerplate. I'm a huge, huge fan. I think that was like the one of the last things missing. Like people could complain, yeah, but we have to write so much. Now you don't have to write so much, right? It's you have to write much less. Okay, there you go. You still have to write a lot, but it's it's less. It's yeah. less. It's less. It's it's definitely less. So yeah. that will be the first one. Okay. NGRX eight features the reduced boilerplate. Okay. Exactly. And second one, which I'm falling in love with is Angular Elements lately. Yes. Also like the reason for the library, but basically what it boils down to for me is like, if we have like in organization 30 applications, let's say, because 
and you navigate from one to another like seamlessly and they yeah. are kind of different but then let's say you have like a, like a document viewer in all of them right yeah and then like if it was a library and you make a new release of that document uh, editor library then you would have to wait until all these 30 applications were released and redeployed to get it out right yeah, um, yeah. so that would kind of suck and it would lead to a situation when you have like multiple different versions in production and stuff like this because we do, we live in real world not in a fantasy world so nobody has like perfect like non-stop continuous delivery of like billion applications like on every second like this doesn't exist right so and this is where the elements come in because if i reference this kind of component only through the url then i basically can get it in all those applications whenever i release it they will just get it and the file name it can live like the bundle can live on some url it can be called element js there's not a problem because the server can calculate an e tag for me in the background so right. i always get the newest one so for me this is such a huge game changer like for the enterprise environment to get like for this kind of use case so i'm becoming like a huge huge fan that's awesome man yeah yeah i think elements i think i think elements in 9 angular 9 it will change the game for everybody. It'll be a game changer, huge game changer. Already in seven, it's kind of cool, but like once it's with Ivy and smaller and so on and so on, it will be even better. Like, yeah, I saw like some article from Manfred Steyr where he kind of wrote it by hand, but it will be all automated with the helper function from Angular, the same as is now. And that will be epic. That will be really epic. So can't, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be cool. Um, well, cool. Uh, hey, Thomas, if anyone wants to get out and in touch with you, What's the fastest way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so the best thing would be like just ping me on Twitter. So like my DMs are open. So it's like Thomas Tryan. Just like, yeah, write me a message, shoot me a message and it's all good. Yeah, we can chat. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I had a good, it was fun for me to get to know you better. Um, I've Same. seen you around half a dozen times, but this is the first time really. We got, to, we got to chat like, like nicely. Yeah, that's very cool for me. Very appreciated. Yeah, so thanks for coming on. And uh, everybody, uh, go follow him on Twitter. Give him uh, some follows. And and uh, until next time, we'll catch you then. See ya. Ciao and see ya. Have a great time. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.